All right, welcome to podcast number 13. Um, no, for the people that have written in, I am not going to start this off with some fancy uh, fancy music and some intro. Sorry, yep, you get me talking and uh, you get kind of pretty much no BS and I'm just going to dive right into it. So uh, today's podcast uh, is another request and um, the request on this one is uh, people have asked about how do you deal with speed disparity at track days and, um, and, and racing, whether it's club racing or even pro level racing. So I want to dive into that, and, and uh, it's actually very relevant after having been at a few track days the last couple of weeks, and then also having been at the, the, the Coda uh, Moto America races and MotoGP and then Road Atlanta this weekend. So we're going to dive into it, and I'm going to break this down into three different sections. We're going to talk about track day riders um, and how they deal with things, club racing, um, and also pro racing. And a lot of this is going to come down to passing and how we deal with passing. And I'm not going to make this into a gigantic passing segment. We're going to talk about passing, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to, to get into to get into it. Passing is so time specific and situation specific. So we can give some generalities with it, which I will. Uh, but a lot of this, there will be a lot of comments on passing as well. So some some overlying thoughts here. One. You know, when we look at this whole picture of speed disparity, we have to look at, um, obviously, risk versus reward um, and, and what we're trying to accomplish for your day. And, and as I mentioned before, it is, it is all about the passing. The thing we also have to look at is the lap times, um, especially at track days and club racing, those lap times come in many, many different flavors. A lap time you know, uh, on a given, we'll make up a track that has a two-minute lap time on a Ninja 250 is a different, uh, a two-minute lap time on a BMW 1000 is it's quite a bit different. So how you get that lap time, how it's approached, and what lines are used is, is vastly different. Um, and uh, that's why we have to take a look at uh, each one of these, and we can't just generalize everything. So let's dive into it with track day riders. So we, we have a couple of issues with track with, with the with the track day situation. We have a slow rider, potentially in a fast group. We have a fast rider in a slow group, um, and and the overlying thing is let's back up. What is a track day? A track day is not a race. A track day is a place where you can go, go enjoy your motorcycle, ride with your friends, and be able to start to search the limitations of your bike, and and be able to work on some of your skills. So it's not a race. If you want to go race, go race. Please, please go race. It's not a race. And you have to realize that when you're out riding at a track day, not only do you have your safety and your health in your hands, you have other people's safety and health in your hands. So I want to make that point very, very clear. I'm not saying go slow. Absolutely not. I'm saying let's let's stay in control and let's be accountable for your actions. I realize um, that's always not the uh, the uh, <clears throat> the most favorable thing in the world to, to say, but that's the way it goes. So what we work on, what we teach, is we want riders to essentially be all on the same line. And we talk about people being on a race line. Um, you know what? What's a race line? A race line is the safest line, right? If there is a safer way to go as fast as you can, that's what you would use. So we want riders to actually be all on the same line. We want riders to use the track the same. Why? Because it becomes predictable. And yes, a rider may get, for instance, on an exit, a, a rider may get, say, to the exit of the track. He may get to the edge of the track at a different rate than you are, 
but he's going to get to the edge of the track. So you see how that suddenly starts to make things a lot easier. And again, just, we're just using that one as an example. If that rider, if that rider doesn't use all the track on the exit, then suddenly he's opened himself up to many, many different passing zones. But if his trajectory takes him out to the edge of the track and he uses it, then you know that, and then you can make the pass on the opposite side. It just makes your life a lot easier. Same thing on the entry. If, if you're not going to use all the track on the entry and you leave five feet, say, to the left, you've opened the door for somebody to pass right there. So now you've given them options when really, ideally, we just want to give them one option. So the first thing is this why we, we do want everybody going on the same line and we do want, we're not, we don't want to teach people necessarily to use half the track because that doesn't get better. It opens up all these different, all these different things. We're not street riding. We're on the track. And if, if we're we want to be able to take the skills that we learn on the track and transfer them to the street. So I think the big thing with, with track day riders is first, let's all run the same line. If we all run on the same line and we're all in the same place, it makes the passing much, much more predictable. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, I, I think it's a huge issue. The other thing is being able to realize when you do make a pass, first thing with passing uh, is we do want to pass for the other rider's comfort. Right? Not your comfort, the other rider's comfort. They may be new to the track. You might be a fast rider in a slow group. Whatever it may be, pass for the other rider's comfort. That right there will save so much, so many problems. Think about where that pass is going to be. Pause. When you make the pass. So being present, being in the moment, and being able to see that again, makes it much more proactive instead of reactive. This is, the, this is an amazing, amazing difference that needs to happen. It'll save a lot of that late minute stuff that goes, that ends up happening. So fast rider in a slow group, you're going to make those passes, but let's make sure we're, we're passing for the other rider's comfort. You're, you're, you're potentially not in the right group. You're not going to be able to run a lap time anyway. Again, you want that ultimate lap time? Go race, please. So that right there will save a lot of problems. The other thing on the passing is anytime that you have to alter another rider's trajectory, you've pretty much screwed up. So if, if either pass them so close, you spook them, alter their trajectory. You stand them up, alter their trajectory. You turn down in on them, alter their trajectory. That's where the problems lie. Think about it. Am I going to alter their trajectory when I go by them? Again, save so many problems with what's going on. Look at their bike. As you're coming up on a rider and you see an incredible speed differential, they may be on a Ninja 250 or they may be on whatever bike, and you need to realize, oh, well, what does that bike do really well? Maybe at corners, as you know, higher corner speed, what kind of corner am I coming up to? Again, being present, being in the moment and being able to see that is a huge deal. So slow rider, fast groups. Now you're the slow rider in a faster group. Being predictable. Using the track consistently and predictably will allow the other riders to get by you, not looking behind you. If you use the track predictably, you'll allow those people to come by you and they'll be able to see that, oh, okay, gosh, he apexes really well, he uses the track on the exits, then I have something to work with. If you can't hit an apex, you don't use all the track on the exits, they don't know where to go. You've got to be able to give them some consistency and predictability for them to pass you safely. It's also your responsibility in that, in that um, situation as well. So, track day riders, 
Let's think about our risk versus reward. It's about our passing. It's about being in the right place at the right time and being consistent and predictable. It's about signing up for the right group. You know what? You go to a track day and the group's full and you're going to go a slower group or a faster group. Guess what? It's your responsibility to act accordingly. So it may not be what you want to hear, but that's the situation you signed up for and you need to be responsible and accountable for that as well. So something, something to think about there. So, track day riders, let, let's make sure we're taking things into consideration about that risk versus reward, what, what we're trying to accomplish, and making sure we're using the track correctly and signing up for the right groups. All right, club racing. Club racing is a little bit different. Club racing ends up being um, where we, again, we've got the same lap times, typically have the same lap times on many different bikes. Lap time comes in many, many different flavors. So... The, the passes there, again, really it's risk versus reward. We're not pro racers, right? We're amateur racers. We want, yes, we're going to be competitive. Yes, I get it. I, I, I'm 100% there. Are you going to change somebody's trajectory when you pass them racing? Yeah, you are. But let's, let's make sure we, we, we can put this as simple as let's just, not be, let's just not be a dumbass about it. Let's not put them in unnecessary risk. There's no reason to, to, to be able to do that. Yeah, you want to stand somebody up, it's going to happen. I get it. You're going to make a pass because, yes, you're being competitive. But let's also take, in, take in, into consideration what's at stake. Right? We all have to be at work on Monday. It's a plastic trophy. Let's, let's take that into consideration. So the other thing with club racing to take a look at is we have races with waves always a major, major problem. That needs to be thought out and planned out ahead of time. So you know that I'm going to run into lappers on lap, on lap two or lap seven or, what, or I'm going to get lapped on lap three or four. So this kind of goes back to the fast rider in a slower group, which is see the pass early, think about where that pass is going to happen way before it's going to happen, and of course commit to that pass once you've made it happen. That moment of hesitation is, you know, when you're, when you're racing, there's no time. So that moment of hesitation is typically what gets you into trouble. So see the pass way ahead of time, think, it, think about where it's going to be, and also look at the risk versus reward on it. One more thing on, on, and I think we can look at that as well, as well in the practice sessions as well, right? You're going to see the big, big speed disparities are going to come up a lot quicker than they are in the waves. So, again, let's, let's think about uh, with club racing, think about being in the moment, think about where the pass is going to happen, getting, getting to be proactive with it instead of reactive with it. This will also save a bunch of ha uh, problems with that. So, last one I want to talk about is pro racing. We saw that a bunch this weekend, um, where we saw um, a bunch of different types of passes, depending on what was going on. We actually saw a lot of lap traffic in the 600 races, a little bit in the 1,000 races. So pro racing, guess what? You need to think about what you've signed up for, right? You've got guys that are professionals. You're racing at the highest level, and if you're not the fastest guy out there, you need, you, first of all, you need to be aware of that, right? Am I going to get lapped? You need to know. You need to know. You have a responsibility to know what your lap time is versus what the leader's lap times are, and whether or not you're going to get passed. Also, take into consideration the start. You're starting at the back of the pack, back of the grid. You might lose 20 seconds on the start, just in the getting into turn one because you're starting at the back. The pace is slowed down versus the leaders. 
take that into consideration as well. As the race wears on and you have an idea of what's going on, you may not see the blue flags at that point, but you still need to be aware of when the leader is going to come through. That, that is your responsibility. We saw some great racing at Road Atlanta this weekend. It was fantastic to see on the last lap of the Superbike race. Lapper um, got out of the way of Tony Elias and, and Roger uh, Hayden on that last lap. Fantastic, fantastic to see that, right? He was aware of what was happening and when it was going to happen. And that's something that we, need to, we definitely need to take a look at as well. The other things with pro racing that certainly apply as well as we do to club racing is let's think about where that pass is going to happen before it happens and realize that, yeah, there's going to be some speed, speed disparity. Give... Make your actions, if someone, if you know, and let's, and let's be clear about this, there's always going to be somebody faster than you, right? So let's make sure we understand that. So realize that somebody is going to pass you at some point. If you're also doing the passing, realize that not every place is a, is a passing opportunity. So we have to think about that as well. And in, in that pro racing, I, I want you to really, to be, I do want you to think about, um, being aware of where you're at in that particular field and what lines you're running versus what the other people are running and where you think some of those passes will be. So, speed disparity. Uh, track days, um, this is a little bit of how to deal with speed disparity at some of these places, um, whether you're offensive or defensive with it. So defensive, let's be safe and predictable, right? Allow the other person to know where you're going to be and how that pass is going to end up. If, if you're the person on the offensive, right, then it, it, at a track day, it's up to you to make the, 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 the pass safe and responsible and not alter that other rider's trajectory. Right? Let's, let's not be that rider that gets pointed at in the, in the pits and ha has a talking to. You want to haul ass, right, then, then sign up for racing sign up for a less, a less open track day, sign up, rent the track yourself, right? So if that's what you want to do, then that's, that's how that works. So club racing, think about where you're at in the practice sessions, what the risk versus reward is, and the races with waves. And again, it all comes back to thinking about where that pass is going to happen and what type of bike they're riding. Are they on their apexes? Are they using all the track? And being able to see that early enough, again, being proactive with it. Pro racers, again, think about being accountable for what you're signing up for and how those passes are going to be, and you think about when they're going to happen during that race. All right, everyone, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll have uh, more coming up.